the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back uh, as we head into Hour 2. Delight to bring back to the show Congressman David Schweikert, representing Arizona's 1st Congressional District and a lot of common sense. How are you, David? Well, fine, and, and rumor has it you have a new fancy phone system. Oh, it's really fancy. I'm uh, Yes, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's so fancy, I'm not allowed to touch it very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that, though, you know they're really fancy when you, know, you have to now hire professional staff yeah, to manage it. They had to do training, I kid you not. They had to go away in another room and do training for hours on end. Yeah, yeah well, so they just think good old political philosopher Seth can walk in and start playing with it. They, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. David Schweikert, um, you've been um, talking a lot today about the Inflation Reduction Act. I would like to talk a little bit about it with you. I guess it's the one year anniversary. Have I, have I been actually? Have I been actually talking about it or mocking? It? Yeah, giving it its due. How's that? Giving it its yeah. due. Look, look, it's. Uh, all right, let's walk through a couple of its be- basic hits. Okay. Um, first, the title. Yeah. Even the president slipped up the other day and said, yeah, probably the title <laughs> didn't make any much sense because it actually raised inflation. Yeah. But, you know, um, the Democrats are brilliant at marketing. Yeah. Number two, um, they what's the nice way? Oh, yeah, they lied about the math. Yep. So uh, I think the top line was it could cost 280 Billion dollars, stunning amount of money. And then we saw the report come out, oh, a bit after it had passed. And remember, this is a report of a company that's going to make money off of it. So in their line, they were saying, you know, here's our best analyst. It could be one trillion two hundred and fifty billion dollars, not twenty eight billion. Then several months later, the Congressional Budget Office came back and said, yeah, we missed it by 100 percent. It's probably 500 plus billion dollars of spending. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, parts of that have turned out to be just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Then there's parts of the bill that have been allowing the administration to do waivers. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you need to use American made parts right. until the administration says you don't have to. That's right. So it set off this army of lobbyists who've been making fortunes, and they're all Democrat lobbyists, you know, because they're lobbying on green energy, lobbying the White House for exemption, saying, we can't get this rare earth, so Mm -hmm. give us a waiver so we can use foreign-made components. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just – the fourth thing I will give you, it's also creating this fascinating economic distortion right now. You take this – Add in the Chips Act and other things. Um, remember, this is this is industrial policy. Uh-huh. Um, whether you want to defend the chips industry, fine, do it. Do it through tax incentives and those things, but but by grants. Mm-hmm. So there's all this money being given out in America to build a new solar factory, to build this battery factory, to build this chips factory. Now we're finding out we don't have workers to actually work in these facilities, and they don't have customers. Mm-hmm. 
that we're adding so much capacity so quickly in the economy because these are developments going in the ground, not because there's demand Mm -hmm. for the product. It's because government is handing out subsidies. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing this weird distortion right now where actually the economy, the GDP is actually doing really well. Mm -hmm. And the back end is saying, but tax receipts are not coming in because we're building lots of things, but there's no workers, there's no purchasing, there's no buying of the product, this and that. So we're going to have all these empty buildings two years from now. Right. There's a lot of distortions in here. It's just, There's a lot. I mean, including the whole the whole clean energy thing, the whole reduction for EVs, uh, the reduced price for EVs. And then there was this, too. I mean, talk about a misnamed thing that what did he say? You said he said the quiet part out loud by saying maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. have called. Mark Zandi is not always on our side, not often on our side over at Moody's Analytics. He said Americans are now spending $709 more per month on everyday goods than they did before the act passed. Yeah. That's an amazing yeah. amount. $709 more, not per year, per month. But, but your problem is... That's the national number. How many times have yeah, you been right. kind enough to have me on your station? Yeah. And I screamed and yelled, you and I live it's worse the here. Yes. There's yes. one little area in Alaska yeah. Yeah. that apparently has a slightly higher inflation. But for the country, we functionally live in the highest. Yeah. So if over the last 24 months, if you aren't making at least 20% more right. than you did two years ago, you are poorer today than you were two years ago. Yep. You gotta understand, inflation is the tax most people can't get their head around. You, right. they, they know it bothers them. They know things are costing more, but um, unless your savings went up in value by twenty percent, yeah. you're poorer today. Yeah, that's um, right. And, and, and there's where you're starting to see those those remaining leftists who actually care about people, not you know the college educated elite yeah. or. You know, how to make money. Because remember, there's been this huge rotation where the Democrat Party now is the elite class. Highly and, educated, yeah. Highly, yeah, and the working population now. Highly educated, I should say, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's that's a better way to phrase it. But the, one of the my theories is one of the reasons there's so many people angry and even leaning populist, which is, is dangerous because populism isn't conservatism. Right. But, but they have the right to be just angry is they don't completely understand why, but they're poorer today than they were a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel their belief systems are being crushed. Yeah. You know, God forbid you, you know, be a Catholic in what was it? Uh, or Maryland use the wrong term that was fine yeah. a year ago. I mean, even if you yeah. just use the wrong word, that was fine a year ago, you know, right? And, and, and so, so if you're part of that, you know, guy who puts on his tool belt in the morning, goes out, just works his heart out, and and the world just feels like it's against you. Yeah, we, we've made um, it harder on that guy. We've made it harder and, on a lot of people, yeah. And we used to celebrate, you know, the backbone of America. Right. Now we punish it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, we have to come to terms. I was having this conversation with, with someone who's a mutual friend of ours the other day, but I was having this conversation about the very word you use, populism. Look, we have to appreciate that there is going to be government, okay? There is government. The question is, is it going to be used to make life harder for people or make it a little bit easier on people? And I don't think we have seen anything that makes life 
uh, in America a little bit easier on people in the last two years. Nothing has but made it, and it's made it harder. Go ahead. Yeah, but your language, um, we've got to be careful because there's so many people who believe making it easier is just give me a check. Don't ask me to participate. I, I take your point. I t- yeah, go for and, it. And, and there's really, really good data. As a matter of fact, I got skewered for it, but I made them read part of it in one of my hearings, and then they backed down. Um, University of Chicago economists, three of them, not you know, basically said, you know, these handout programs actually made poor families poor. By the end of the decade, okay. and they walked through because they were designed that you got money, but you didn't have to work. Okay, you didn't have to improve your skills. You didn't have to participate in society. By the end of the decade, you were going to be poor, yeah. and you were going to be poor for the rest of your life. The the concept that the most powerful thing we can do in society is pull people into it, right? Into the work, right? Into Get them a job. Robert Kennedy said it in '68 again and again. The best welfare policy is a job. So sometimes it's not making your life less miserable at this second. It's producing policies it's fair, that create it's a, a path. It's a fair point. So the path is 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 more opportunity for all your life. It's a it's a very fair point, and I I. I do you have to go, or do you have time for one more second? No, no, I, I have time, and then I have to go pick up a, a seven-year-old. So You're picking up a seven-year-old? Well, I have her in math tutoring right now. So <laughs> You know you can always bring her here. Yes, well, except you're not going to do the math tutoring while you're on the air. So. No, but it might be fun. It might be fun to do it. I mean, if you've look at, looked at our NAEP scores lately, a lot of us could probably use a little math tutoring these days, David Trug. Oh, Let me it, take it, it, <laughs> As you know, my running joke, Daddy works in a math-free zone. <laughs> no, you know, you've got you, – well, you've got some great math people around you. I know some of them. You really do. Uh, yeah, stick with me. I also want to – you know, you put up a really important tweet, um, and I'm glad you did, uh, David. I want to pick up on this when we come back. Today – Joe Biden screamed, screamed, literally screamed that name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we failed. Name me one. Uh, you didn't put it out in response to this, but I could name at least 13. We, we, we can never forget what happened with the fall of Kabul. And I'm so glad you put that up to memor- memorialize that awful, awful, awful thing this past week. Let's talk about that, too, two years ago. David Schweikert is my guest. He of the 1st Congressional District of Arizona. He of the Joint Economic Committee, the House and Senate. He of the Seth Liebson Show. We'll be right back. I want the record to reflect... Uh, that on our brand spanking new, very wonderful, uh, fancy phone system, I was able to say hello to David Schweikert off air, casually using a different button that I'm supposed to use to bring him back on air, put him back on hold, and now bring him back to the audience. David Schweikert, success, success. And it would be really funny if I would just go silent. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have played a bad, a, a, a nasty, <laughs> uh, practical joke. Uh, 13, 13 Americans, 13 of our finest didn't have oh. I mean, I was glad you memorialized them. Uh, you did the right thing by doing so. It's easy for that to be forgotten. It should never be forgotten. Oh. They should never and, be forgotten. And for anyone out there, 
if you actually have bandwidth in your life, and I know everyone's so busy anymore just surviving, um, to read some of the oversight information the House Republicans have come up with, learning about, look, the sniper had the bomber in in the site. That's right. We also had the bomber in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And couldn't get permission right. Right. to remove the threat. Right. Um, I mean, you start to read through. The other night I, I was reading over some of it just because I have a one-year-old. Uh, and, you know, he wakes up in the middle of the night, and I'm up now for the next hour. And, you know, it's not my committee. I do Medicare, and I do taxes yeah. and Social Security. And, and, and uh, I finally spent some time reading it. And... It should you the American public should be outraged. We should also be outraged at the mainstream media yep. for not holding the administration accountable. Yep. It was mistake after mistake after mistake. And it turns out a lot of the bureaucracy in the State Department, those were actually got it right. Yeah. It was this administration yep. got it wrong. Yeah, I was listening to some authors who I evidently just have a brand new book out on this. Uh, it sounds like it's the definitive account. And uh, they were saying, you know, you can blame a lot that's gone wrong on different elements of the administration, but this one was Biden's call. This one was Joe Biden's call. And uh, it rests with him. It rests with him. And uh, anyway, we say to those wonderful families, the Gold Star families, uh, we hope uh, their finest are resting in peace. We send them all our love and blessings, and we will not forget them. We won't forget them. What's such a tragedy is it didn't need to happen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It just did. The tragedy didn't need to didn't happen. Didn't so. happen. You know, I was kind of thinking about something you said uh, in our conversation in the previous segment, David, about the welfare society and making life easier and making life harder. Because I was, I was, I do follow you on Twitter, and put a word on on behalf of this. You had a faith leaders roundtable the other day. There's an important mm-hmm. aspect to what these folks are doing in our community, too. You know, um, James Madison said that the government can't do it all. We're going to have to rely on auxiliary organizations. Uh, this might have been something like what he had in mind, what what our faith organizations um, do in town. I also know your staff went to one of our homeless places the other day, yeah. the other week. It's It was a religiously infused organization that really does it right, uh, doesn't put up with a lot of nonsense, but really does save lives. Anyway, if you want to put in a word on behalf of our faith community, I would love no, to. No, uh, look, if I came to someone and said, you're not a person of faith, but you live in north central Phoenix, what do you see around you? Yep. You have zip codes around you that have doubled homelessness. Yep. How much misery of the use of synthetic narcotics, yep. fentanyl, yep. the uh, mess yep. um, are going on around you. Yep. Do you honestly believe what you see from government is the solution? Right. And even a person with no faith has to understand the, the good that's, that's out there struggling to try to ha- you know, happen is coming through that faith community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of us who, you know, are wrapped in our faith. Um, it, 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 it's terrifying because life for so many of our brothers and sisters is much worse today than it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some of this is you know policy matters. You open up the border, 
And then the 14-year-old little girl down the street is in an ambulance because she, you know, had access to fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Um, the house, you know, we're, I'm terrified. We're looking at data that over this next few years, homelessness of seniors is going to become one of our great tragedies. Oh my God. Um, I don't believe this government, particularly the city of Phoenix government, is capable of stepping up and doing good things in a fast and efficient manner. Um, we're going to have to find, come together, and this is going to be one of the occasions where, you know, all the faith communities yep. are going to have to join hands because the problem is so big. Yeah, yep. we're going to have to do it together. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I was. I never. I. I, met, I kept meaning to bring this up on the show, uh, and I didn't. And it's probably. I don't know if it's the right thing to do now or not. But I, you know, I, I keep thinking about a line of C.S. Lewis's in uh, his book, The Abolition of Man, where he says we, we, we remove the organ and demand the function. There's such, a, there's such an effort to cleanse the public square of anything having to do with God or faith. There's a terrible oh, story. Yeah, yeah. AA is there are now AA meetings that are taking out the Lord's Prayer. I mean, you cannot get the result if you remove the organ. But, Seth, it's worse than that. It's not removing... You know, a higher power. It's basically substituting. Yeah, of course. And substituting. Uh, I, uh, Human it, will, it, the exact is, opposite, right? It, it, a lower it, it, power. Almost, yeah. almost sort of dystopian yeah. um, in, in place. And, and you and I, it's a much longer conversation. Yeah, yeah we'll do it in a, uh, at length. Uh, about, point. you know, uh, it, 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 the humanists of a few years ago. Today would be appalled. I think you're right. That how extreme yeah. the society has become, yep. and um, and it's cheered. And, yep. and I have a crazy theory that much of this is actually fringe groups raising money, and other groups that are elated to talk about anything mm-hmm. other than what really matters. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Men are easily distracted. That's part of the abolition of man, too, the distractions. Exactly right, David Schweikert. Richard John Newhouse, Father Newhouse, said there's this effort for a naked public square, and we're getting it. He meant naked of religion, but it's also, yeah, it's also naked in the literal sense. David, I love catching up with you and opening you up on all these things and you sharing it with the audience. Go get your seven-year-old. Have fun with her. Yep. I uh, forgive the background noise. I just hopped in the pickup truck and I'm on my way to grab her. Tell Olivia we said hello from the Seth Leibson show. All right. All right. Goodbye, all. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. 602-508-0960. We will be right back. Are global leaders developing solutions that promote freedom and quality of life, or are they creating problems enforcing solutions that only benefit the elite? Midas Gold Group believes it's the latter, from draconian COVID restrictions, the decimation of small businesses, changed election laws. Midas believes your finances will be next. Under the guise of protecting you, you'll get monetary expansion, national debt, and reduced purchasing power, and their central bank Digital currency will virtually eliminate your savings and purchasing privacy. The answer, convert a portion of your savings or IRA to physical gold and silver. Precious metals are a private currency used to store wealth 
throughout history. Thousands of you have trusted the veterans at Midas Gold Group because they're fighting for your financial freedom and privacy. It's the only precious metal I and Seb Gorka use. Call Midas Gold Group at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Or check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com. Now, here shines a good deed in a weary world. Many people think that that originated with Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It actually originated with William Shakespeare, and it is brought back to life as our good deed in this weary world with Larry, one of my favorite listeners and callers and people in Tempe. Hello, Larry. Hi, Seth. It's been a while. I, it's been a while. I've been listening, but just haven't necessarily called. I did today because there's actually it's kind of several different things that I had some little comments about. Well, we have time Including for just you. what yeah, – well, great. I'll try to make good use of that time, um, including something that you were just discussing with David um, I, in, in regards to – and this is more serious, so maybe I'll start with the – Elvis and the oh, okay. Oxford Files. All right, and, and we'll work our way up the pole. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, you you commented that you remember where you were when heard about Elvis. Yep. I do too, and it's kind of ironic. My family, we were on the way home from vacation in California and Oregon. We lived in Colorado, mm-hmm. and that's when we heard about it when we were traveling. And uh, it's, it's it's weird that that's course. the one we remember. Uh, I remember yeah. of of all the. Uh, musician deaths that have transpired in my life there's only two i remember where i was when they died and it was that elvis and frank sinatra and they aren't necessarily my favorites i mean i love frank sinatra but i you know i mean i have a lot of favorites i only remember those two icons icons of americana icons yeah and i know part of it for for me with elvis was that my dad was a big elvis fan and so we listen to it plenty in the car. In fact, I think this takes us back, of yeah. course, but I think it was an 8-track tape that we had. That it we, had to have been. It Elvis, would have almost yeah. had to have been, yeah. 1976. Yeah. Yeah. Or 7. Yeah. 7, I think. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing about Rockford Files... Yes, sir. And you're right, I love those those old shows, Rockford Files, and then um, Magnum P.I., those were, those were great shows. Do you remember how Rockford would turn around when he was in a pinch in his car? Yeah. You know, if he was in a situation where someone was chasing him, yeah. there were times he'd get caught down a street and yeah. he'd back up, yeah. jam, turn the wheel, yeah. jam it from reverse into drive, yeah. and all in one motion back up and then start going again. I just thought as a kid, I thought, that's not so cool. I would love to be able to do that. Shaking a tail, I think they called it. Or sh- yeah, could, exactly. That might be, yeah. Yeah. yeah was, Magnum had was, it, too. Remember, he, he had it in his oh, Ferrari. Yeah. Rockford, Rockford did it in the Firebird. Mag, the, Magnum did the it in the Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, those, of course, things like that, that's good enough reason for a young kid to be watching a TV show is... And they were wholesome, like too, that. you know? The, the yeah, Magnum exactly. P.I. Was, was, first of all, it was the Welcome Home Parade to Vietnam veterans that they never got. It was the first show, it was the first movie to depict Vietnam veterans in an, in an honorable setting and light. Mm-hmm. Um, the show had an anti-communist theme. 
Uh, the show had an anti-drug theme. The show had a code of honor among men. Yeah. Um, and uh, it appealed on so many levels to different kinds of men, each one of those men, including Hig- Higgins, in t- in- mm-hmm. including the sergeant major, uh, yeah. had had a male code they all lived by, which why why it bothers me to no end that this thing calling itself the new Magnum P.I. turned Higgins into a woman. Of course they did. Larry, i got to take a quick break. We'll get to the serious on the other side, although I think that's serious too. But yeah, I think yeah. I know what you mean. Very good. Um, yeah, very good. Larry and I and David and the rest of you, well, we'll be right back. I almost hate to interrupt that. You know, uh, we are doing this uh, great conference uh, with focus on the family. It's a two-day marriage conference, August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert, and we are giving away some exclusive VIP tickets for our Resist the Drift conference. You and your spouse could be one of 10 lucky couples who get to attend the conference on the house, and five couples will be invited to attend our pre-conference VIP meet and greet reception, hosted by me. You and your spouse could have the special opportunity to also meet speakers Greg and Aaron Smalling, including an intimate Q&A session, and snack on delicious hors d'oeuvres. Snack on delicious hors d'oeuvres. That's a great phrase. In addition to all this, the VIP ticket holders get reserved seating at the conference and a workbook to use in the weekend's four sessions of impactful teaching. So for a chance to win tickets and meet Greg and Aaron Smalley, go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the event banner. And if you're not feeling lucky, as we say, you can always just buy the tickets as well. 960thepatriot.com. Larry in Tempe, welcome back, sir. Thanks for holding. Oh, no problem. Um, and before the serious, one quick question. Yes, sir. I don't remember you ever playing in the music coming in and out of breaks. Harry Connick Jr., do you not have any in your... There's no good reason for it. Um, I love Harry Connick Jr. Uh, it's a good suggestion, and we will ameliorate that. Uh, I love him for his singing, his voice... And he used to have an amazingly great, great, great lead trumpet lead trumpet player, uh, one of the greats uh, of all time, actually. So we will fix that. Good call. Well, it's fine. It's not a big deal either way. It just I hadn't heard. No, it's a big deal. Me. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Roger. My Ingram. wife and I went. Yeah, last December he did a christmas concert here in the valley and we went to that and that was one of the best concerts i've ever oh, been yeah. to an hour and he's a talent. hour and 50 minutes of him and his orchestra no huge no breaks talent. no huge. pauses no nothing it was just is great music but huge, huge anyway. talent yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so on to the more serious things david when you're talking to him david schweikert uh, you talked about welfare programs yeah. and the difficulties that those can cause. And as a blind person, I have, in the past, I took part, so to speak. I was on some of those programs and never with an intent on staying there because I wanted to work. But you'd be, you'd, you'd be amazed, I think, at how many people thought that it was just as good for me just 
to get disability for all my life. People were supportive of the fact. Well, I, I, I will say I think there's also a difference between disability for immutable characteristics, things that you have no control over, um, uh, uh, Larry, and, sorry, yeah. Larry, and um, I think there's a difference between that uh, and not working um, because not working is not a unchangeable characteristic. It is right. not a permanent condition. Um, so I think there's an immediate moral distinction in there in the first place. I am not surprised, however, uh, to be honest with you, about how many people uh, encourage uh, the welfare ethic. Uh, we ha- we have a crisis right now of non-working men in yeah. the prime of their working age. Uh, numbers like we've never seen before. If they were added to the unemployment numbers, we'd have unemployment that looked like the Great Depression. Yeah. 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 Well, then you're right. There's a difference between. There, yeah. No. There's my, a there's a difference. There's a big difference. There's but, a big difference. But but, uh, but all the more credit to you for well, dealing with your disability and yeah. becoming also someone who enters the workforce. Well, it's an overall mindset, in many ways, that says, "Why don't you? Well, why work? Why not just get right disability?" And my response. The times people have said that is, but why not work? But why not I can't work? See, that doesn't mean, yeah, exactly. I it can't it see, used to be considered a, not just a duty, but a virtue. You saw this during COVID, during COVID Larry. There was a war against work. Everyone was just, everyone, yeah, the government maybe. and too many, way too many, were just happy to remove um, the work ethic in this country, destroy it, if you will. Uh, people wanted right. to work. Uh, even for those that wanted to work, it was not available to them. And it yeah. did a terrible number uh, when we tried to turn the lights back on. A terrible number on our country, on our culture. <clears throat> Excuse me. It did a terrible number uh, on uh, abuse in the home. It did a terrible number on uh, uh, drug use and alcohol rate, alcoholism rates. It's it's a na- it's almost a natural condition of man that we destroy here, Larry. What is, I mean, you think about what kids like to play in nursery school and kindergarten. They like to play, what do they like to play? They like to play cops and robbers and they like to play store. Two things the left hates, you know? (laughs) That's right. That's right. I bet you can't play cops and robbers anymore. I bet you can't. I would like to know of a nursery school or kindergarten, anyone in the audience (laughs) that allows you to play cops and robbers. I'm not even getting, going to get into the cowboy thing. That's right. Well, I mean, they wouldn't want a kid to have a gun, but there were times that me and my friends and my kiddom, that we, we play, you didn't have to have a gun. Yeah. You know, you have a stick and that was good enough to be a gun. You could use your fingers. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's amazing what, certainly there are things that are traditional, to use that term somewhat loosely, that aren't good. But well, just because something's old left. doesn't make it good, but just because it's old, it doesn't make it bad either, right? Exactly you have right. to dis- distinguish the thing from its purpose and its use. It's telos, as Aristotle would call it, right? Uh, just exactly just because right. it's new doesn't mean it's good. Just because it's new doesn't yeah. mean it's bad. Age has nothing to do with it. That's why exactly. tradition is less That's meaningful exactly right. to me. Tradition is less meaningful to me than right and wrong and virtue. That's right. It's it is. Something has value if 
it has a purpose. If yeah, if it has a good a purpose, form, if it has if something has right. value, if it's valuable, right, right. Yeah, right. I was going to say that, and I thought, well, that's like defining word with itself, but that's true. Well, it's, it's because there's valuable. a war on values. There's a war on good and bad. There's a war on judgment. There's a war on on truth and falsity. There's a war on evil and right. That's the problem. That's the problem. And so we can no longer distinguish those things. We can no longer distinguish the traditional that is good from the traditional that is bad. Um, and it, it, we can't distinguish men and women anymore, you know? I mean— it's, It is amazing how many things are upside down yep. from what they used to be. Will you do me a favor and not be a stranger? Well, I will sure try. I don't, I don't resist calling for any reason other than I, I try to call when I have something distinct to say. And, and so, you always have something distinct to say. You have never failed that standard of your own. Thank you. Oh, well, you're very kind. You are too, sir. Love having you. I'll be right back. There's only one man who tongues like that, and that's the great Al Hurt, right? Is that the Bugler's Holiday or Trumpeter's Holiday? What is that you called? You bet it. Bugler's Holiday. Bugler's Holiday. You think about uh, the economy, you think about the bank failures, you think about the talk of uh, recession, you know about the inflation, you think about the stock market volatility. Why Refi has an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to any of that, not the Federal Reserve, not the stock market. It's a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. No loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Think of that freedom. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio from Y-Refi. They are a due diligence approved firm. You can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return, a fixed 10.25% rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. It's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call them at 888 888- Y-Refi 34, 888-Y-Refi 34, or visit them. They're based here locally on Scottsdale Road in the 101. I've been there. No one's going to ask you to sign a thing. No sales pitch. They leave that to me. But when you meet with the team at Y-Refi, you'll see why I like and trust them so much, and you will too. What's your pin say today, David? Do you have a pin on? Yes, and this is interesting. I don't know if you know this. This is Wings for Wilkie. Do you know what that refers to? Wendell Wilkie. Yeah. But why Wings for Wilkie? He had a proposal in 1940 to build a million fighter planes in the light of uh, the increased tensions in Europe. We were not yet involved in what was World War II, Hmm. but uh, he had a proposal in 1940 to build a million fighter jets. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, William Bennett— They wouldn't have been jets, just fighter planes. (laughs) William Bennett's uh, chief counsel at the Department of Education was his grandson named Wendell Wilkie. And um, who I got to know a little bit, and uh, it's 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 kind of funny. On it's you know when Bill would call him out, call Wendell, call Wendell Wilkie. You know, <laughs> kind of a funny thing. Well, what a name! Yeah, I mean, it's it, a name. Nobody names their child yeah, Wendell yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't hear yeah. Wendell anymore. But you know, after he lost the election, he got really close to President Roosevelt. Oh, did they? And, did oh, yeah. He was an emissary for the president all over the world during the war. I knew the grandson better than the grandfather. Yeah, he was. Uh, he kind of crossed over almost, and he tried to probably give a, a go reason at it. why he couldn't get elected, huh? Yeah, he tried to give a go at it again in '44, and he died, I think, in the middle of the campaign. You know, there was a reason Phyllis Schlafly yeah. wrote a choice, not an echo. You know, that was we wanted a choice with Goldwater, not an echo. All right, we. Uh, oh, speaking of Goldwater, we have John Shad coming in. We'll be right back. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.